0: You found your way back to Making Sense of Pets, the podcast. And we are honoring this month celebrating Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month. Before we get into all the amazing reasons that these frosted faces are the best that you could ever want to add to your household, we're your hosts. Veterinary technicians, Angela Ilya,
1: Ryan Frazier.
0: And I'm Becky Mosser. You guys, is there anything better than a frosted face?
1: Absolutely not in my book. I think that um, I have, well, I have six dogs and um, five of them are over, no, four of them are over the age of 10 or 12. So, I love seeing
2: your dogs. Me too. Yeah, I just, um, my dog, Remington, is going to be turning 18 this month.
1: What? That's (gasps) crazy. Yeah. 18.
2: 18 years old. Happy birthday. Yeah, and I've done the puppy thing. I don't want puppies anymore. From now on, it's old dogs for me.
0: That's the conversation we're going to have today is all the reasons that, you know, we know senior pets are so much better than, well, I shouldn't say so much better, but a consideration that are often overlooked in adoption and in the shelters. And it really is unfortunate because senior pets do require, um, you know, or do deserve all the love and all the attention and happy days in their lives. And unfortunately, a lot of senior pets, um, you know, end up in shelters with a really sad story of basically, you know, their owners that because they're getting old, they end up in the shelter.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the main reasons we all see um, surrenders to either like a hospital or the shelter is that people kind of lose interest the dog is getting older it can't run around as much maybe it doesn't play with the kids as much as it used to it maybe has some ailing uh, health problems that need to be taken care of that may or may not be you know expensive or you know things like that so I think you know senior pets are often kind of Dumped off at the shelter to all also make room for like, you know, getting a new puppy, uh, which is the saddest kind of part of everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something, unfortunately, we all hear we've all seen these stories. And, you know, the the thing about it is, is it's not ever about, you know, shaming or um, putting anybody down. It's it's really, truly just about educating. And so quality of life is absolutely a consideration. And, you know, we'll definitely have a podcast in the near future. We talk about quality of life and, and life concerns for our, you know, our senior pets as they age. But outside of quality of life concerns, it can never really be a convenience issue, and I think that's where um, the veterinary industry and the shelter industry and the rescue industry get really heartbroken. When they see pets that have been lifelong companions kind of put aside for, like Angie said, younger pets. But a lot of times the next thing I notice is that these dogs end up in um, rescue situations because maybe they belong to aging people who pass away. And then there's these senior pets who have had a lifelong companion that they suddenly lose. Ryan, I know you've seen situations like this in your situation and and worked with clients where this has been the case. And these senior pets, I think, really need love more than any other pet really, Yeah,
2: definitely. It's so heartbreaking to see them come in or just there's no one to take care of them after their loved one has passed. Um, And definitely like pets get depression and you can you can definitely see it in these pets. So whenever you can, that's to me that's one of the main reasons to adopt a older pet is if somebody has lost that pet or lost that owner
0: okay so let's talk about some of the myths and misconceptions because that's what i really want to do today if we can is break up some of the reasons that people think that they don't want to adopt a senior pet so angie in your experience what's the number one reason people think oh i don't want to get a senior pet
1: um, I think that you know first just kind of talking about like what is a senior pet because um, I think people have different ideas of like what does it mean uh, to have a senior pet like what age exactly is a dog or cat when they become a senior and I think everybody kind of has their different ideas on that so if you can't like as veterinary professionals you know I would say that like an eight nine. 10 and above dog is you know senior pet uh some people i think in the public have the misconception that once a cat or dog uh turns you know five or something that that makes them a senior pet and and kind of undesirable but you know i don't think you know that that's true i think that they're kind of just like a young adult uh just kind of figuring out their (laughs) doggy or kitty lives um so i think that uh if you do adopt a, a adult pet like there are a lot of uh misconceptions about the health of the pet i think first and foremost um and you can get a very healthy old dog like older dog um older adult dog like uh that doesn't need medication daily you know not every old dog is sick or um needs any kind of like special attention they kind of just maybe need a place to Sleep a lot, maybe eat some snacks, you know, that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> that sounds like my dog's soulmate. Like, I also am a, up for adoption if anyone is willing to provide that type of life. But you're, you know, you're absolutely right. One of my favorite things to tell my clients is age is not a diagnosis, right? It right. does not mean that there is any kind of medical condition that goes associated with any age number. And and for a perfect example, you know, my senior frosted face is 12, and she's a a 12-year-old tripod. She had a soft tissue sarcoma removed, and her front right leg was removed at the shoulder two years ago. And she gets up and downstairs. She likes to go for walks. She eats like a champion. She plays around when she wants to. She can jump on and off my furniture, on and off the bed, and she gets treated like a queen. She requires no special (laughs) consideration, no special medication. You know, I give her the things that I think are important for her, but she is truly as easy and low maintenance as you can imagine.
2: That is the exact same with my beagle too. Um, Up until last year he was completely healthy. Every time we would do blood work, I never found anything and it was so infuriating. Like, I know that you're an older dog, there should be something wrong but everything looked great. We just had some like pain issues so we did some acupuncture on him and he was great until he had his heart issue last year.
0: Yeah, and and that's you make a good point too. There are a lot of complementary therapies that we can use. Daisy's very similar. Um, Shout out to Dr. Zielinski. We just went and she had her annual blood work. And she is, you know, she is healthy as a horse. And, and you know, at 12 years old, I'm like, okay, doc, I'm ready for the worst. and You know, he just kind of laughed at me. And he said, quit giving your dog diseases she doesn't have. She's as healthy as she can be. So you know, um, my my joy and my happiness is knowing that she has had 12 really long, healthy, happy years with us. You know, but when we're in the shelter situation, we don't always know about the history of a dog. And I think some people kind of are afraid to adopt a senior dog that they don't know the history of and are afraid of behavioral, you know, um, problems or a dog being really set in their ways. What do you guys think about that? I mean, can you teach an old dog new tricks?
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, definitely. So having an older dog doesn't mean that they can't learn new tricks. That's just the old wives' tale. Oftentimes, older dogs are going to be calmer at home. They're not going to be like that puppy um, that's running around the house. And they're often already going to be housebroken. In in my opinion, the best lab is an old lab. You never want a young lab.
1: Yeah, or old pity. Oh my gosh, those yeah. old like big cow pities that are like all slow and wobbly. <laughs> those are my favorite. Yeah, yeah, those are my favorite.
0: I, I, you know, you're exactly right. I like the point that you make about behavioral aspects being, you know, calmer. Dogs are are more relaxed when they're they're more geriatric and they are not looking to destroy furniture and to jump around the house. They just, you know, to Angie's point want to take naps and get fed snacks and I think for um, you know in my experience the older they get and the more hard of hearing they become the later we get to sleep in on the weekends and the less I can do to disturb that dog so I find these guys actually to be the best companions Angie what do you what do you say to people who kind of are concerned about behavioral issues in older dogs
1: well um, I think that you know it's important with any dog right young or old to have a a really good assessment of the animal you're particularly interested in's behavior. So um, regardless of age, I think you should really spend a lot of time with your potential new pet and um, try to put it into different situations, you know, at the shelter, pick it up, you know, does it allow you to hold it, that kind of thing. But uh, the great thing about having an older pet is hopefully they'll have had a life where they'll already have been introduced to kind of all of the things um, in the world, right? They'll know what a car is, uh, they'll know what a leash and collar is, they'll, um, you know, make, potentially know how to walk on a leash or use the restroom outside or if it's a cat in the litter box. Um, so you have all these kind of like, the work is kind of done for you um, as opposed to if you get these new kittens or puppies where you're constantly having to kind of ingrain um, these wanted behaviors. A lot of these older senior pets um, are not only already equipped with those behaviors, but can be a little bit easier to train because they're not, you know, fighting through that hyperactivity like a young
2: dog. I like when you brought up in the beginning, Angie, that just because you have a new dog coming in the household and they're older doesn't mean that they don't need any training. Any animal that you bring into the household, you're going to have to do some training. You're going to have to get them to like visit things that they haven't had before. So just because they're older doesn't mean that they're not going to be training that you can just throw them in the house and just have a couch companion.
0: Right, right. We know dogs don't generalize. And so new environments and new situations are going to require, you know, reinforcements. And then I guess you know the next thing that comes to mind is you know the thought of we and we've already touched on it, but I'm afraid to adopt an older dog because I'm afraid they're not going to live as long. How do we help coach people around these fears?
1: Um, well, I think that first of all, it's definitely a, a true st- a true statement, right? If a dog has a let's say a generous, if an animal has a 20 year life expectancy, and you're adopting it at 12, you know you've missed half of its life, right? But yeah. I also think that you're getting to share the gift of the golden years, right, of a animal um with that animal and uh there's something really kind of amazing being there for an animal like at the end, you know, like not just euthanasia, but just like at the end of its life where it's kind of just like comfortable with its you know what it's done as an animal and you know i just find it very rewarding myself so i think that cherishing any amount of years you have with a pet um you know is a good idea and to you know to be honest there's no time granted for any pet young or old so just you know taking time to enjoy your pet regardless of how long you think you have uh, every day is probably your best bet
2: yeah, and definitely quality time over quantity of time. Yeah, um, I absolutely. absolutely I absolutely love, like, with the Beagle, we have a bucket list. And we're like, okay, one more <laughs> oh, thing off so the cute. bucket list, and then we're mm-hmm. always writing a new bucket list because somehow he's still alive, even with me as an owner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but isn't that awesome that, you know, you're... I love this bucket list idea. I love the social media movement where we see old dogs getting adopted and getting you know, the best days of their lives out there. And the fact of the matter is, is there are some incredible organizations that, you know, we'll talk about going forward when we focus a little bit more on some of the disease processes and the organizations that are out there to support it. But, you know, there are a lot of senior pet organizations that can help you kind of, um, you know, build and execute a bucket list. Uh, Starbucks, I know, is is a big fan of the dogs with the puppuccinos. My dog knows when we pull into a Starbucks. <laughs> She knows when we're at our local Port City, Java, because they have milk bones, and she's, like, at the window with her cutest face because she knows the smell of coffee means she's – we're both getting treats, really. Um,
1: Yeah, I kind of probably look the same way. There's never a dog in my car, but I secretly always want a puppuccino for myself.
0: (laughs) Well, she shares, (laughs) yeah. I mean, you're so right. Like, so I think we can really – if we cherish the time more than the, you know, the duration, um, we we cherish that um, the quality of that time more than the amount of that time and, and the the depth we're bringing of days to these pets who, you know, didn't ask to be here in the first place. They definitely don't ask to end up in the shelter to end up in rescues, and it's a really fulfilling thing to be able to give them the best days of their lives.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to plug our social media page. On our social media page, Making Sense of Pets on Facebook and Instagram, go and share some of your bucket lists for your older pets.
0: So wait, what's on your beagle's bucket list?
2: For him, he... Right His now, new just, bucket list. Is, does know. he have an updated bucket list? He's a busy beagle. <laughs> he is a very busy beagle. Um, I mean, he's done a lot. We've been to Yellowstone with him. We've been to Glacier, I believe, with him um he loves the ocean he absolutely loves the oh, ocean we so I think, to say. that's uh, him
1: right now <laughs> <that is> him. <laughs> <laughs> He's maybe being a po- maybe voices. being on a podcast is part of his new bucket list <laughs> I, well,
2: check that one off he does have an instagram page it's um old man beagle
0: oh love it <laughs> oh follow him on instagram at old man beagle angie what about you do your dogs have a bucket list what do you do for your seniors um well
1: yeah we just we have (laughs) we have kind of we have tiny dogs first of all which are a little bit weird like have a maybe different bucket lists (laughs) than, than larger dogs um but i think that uh taking them to the ocean was one of our big bucket list items, but they literally all of them weigh five pounds. So um, there was like no swimming allowed uh, absolutely for fear that they'd end up in Cuba. And um, so, yeah, we do things like we have uh big party celebrations. They're all like rescues. So we don't know when any of their real birthdays are. So we'll have like one big, Birthday, where we'll bake like a big meaty doggy cake, and they kind of have at it. But over the years, to be honest, it's turning from a cake more into an oatmeal um, <laughs> situation <laughs> because they've all lost their teeth. But uh, you know, we still rock the good foods and uh, try to get them just outside and you know, at the lakes or to the park in, in New York City and stuff like that.
0: I want to hear the stories, I want to see the pictures. I I know our listeners have senior dogs out there that they cherish and love. And, you know, um, I I really am glad that we got an opportunity to shine a little bit of light on all of the things that make senior pets the best. Um, You know, I think that we have entirely too many pets as it is in the shelters and in adoption situations um, that you know need forever homes so i think it's a really special thing when we can go to a shelter look for the dogs that have been there the longest look for the dogs that are seniors that maybe have had lost families recently and you know give them an opportunity to have you know really healthy happy loving last days
2: yeah and if something if bringing a pet like this into your household isn't an option then get involved um help with one of the walks that they have um one of the places in seattle is old dog haven and every year they have a walk um which a bunch of vet clinics and everybody gets involved and in. they end up raising i think it was like one hundred and thirty thousand hundred and thirty thousand last awesome. year or something like that wow. um, so definitely get involved get out there
0: well what a great point angie what do you do
1: Um, I think this, well, I like to take every senior dog that's under 10 pounds home with me. So I feel like I, I feel like I have my own separate mission happening at my house on on a normal basis. Um, but I also, uh, would definitely recommend just going and spending time with senior dogs. Like for me, um, even in the ICU or at the hospital, I kind of give a separate and special kind of attention, uh, to the senior dogs that I care for. So, uh, spending, time you know at a local shelter or or, uh, a rescue or something and just like spending quiet chill kind of like TLC loving um, time with those pets is kind of one of my favorite things.
2: I agree I love going down in the clinic since I'm the marketing person now I'm not on the floor anymore Um, so I love going down in the clinic and just being able to cuddle with the older dogs.
0: We haven't really talked too much about our senior feline friends nearly as much as our senior canine friends. And, you know, a lot of the qualities are very much the same. Um, I mean, I know we we know cats are cats. They sleep 22 hours a day no matter what age they are. For them. Yeah, if you Sorry.
1: need to bump that up to 23.75, get yourself a 10-year-old cat. It's
0: exactly right. That's exactly right. If, you, if it's a little too, too much activity at 22 hours a day. But, you know, I notice as my cats get older, it is kind of the same thing. They are a little bit more cuddly. They are a little more affectionate. They get silly and it's really fun to watch their playful nature break through. I think that's probably my favorite thing about a senior pet is watching them have those puppy and kitten moments because they still have them even as old as they are now. I also
1: think that, you know, uh, the same kind of rules apply. um to senior pets as they would like a new puppy, I would definitely recommend any new pet owner getting pet insurance of some sort. Um, these kind of things can be a literal lifesaver. Like I cannot stress enough. Uh, and if you're taking a pet home from the shelter, uh, a lot of insurances are going to want to... Um, you know, if if say if today I had my dog for 10 years and I went and got pet insurance, he would have a list of all these problems at his primary care doctor that would not be qualified for um, perhaps for pet insurance coverage in the future. So if you're getting a new pet from the shelter that's maybe a little bit older, I would definitely recommend getting pet insurance and then um, seeking a relationship with your veterinarian or, you know, if you have one, in one or if you're looking for a new one and then um, getting your plan on on that you know, getting your new pet on the insurance to cover any unexpected, uh, say, illnesses or diseases that you didn't know this pet had that needs to be treated. So, it's really a way to uh, protect yourself from kind of getting the no good deed goes unpunished um, treatment. <laughs>
0: But And that's exactly right. It is a road barrier for a lot of folks, and it is an easy way to break that barrier down and say you can get financial support, whether it's wellness plans or insurance, which we'll talk about on this podcast before too long because I think we're all you know really strongly in favor. Um, we've seen the benefits. We've seen the life-saving benefits, but the fact of the matter is, is that there are easy, easy ways, and there are affordable ways to offset the costs that you could have of concerns and just proactively get in front of anything that may come up with your senior pet. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to dive into this topic with me today because, you know, senior pets hold a special place in my heart, and I know they hold a special place in. All of our hearts. We can't wait to see pictures of your pets. You can find us on social media.
2: At making sense of pets on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at making sense of pets at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our website at making senseofpets.com.
1: If you like what you're hearing, make sure you follow, listen, subscribe, comment, all those good kind of things on any platform that you like for podcasts. Perfect. No, I didn't swear so
0: that's <laughs> I really I almost did I was like oh son of a got through it you got through it
1: hey, excellent
0: Yay.